Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love podcast with your friend Mimi and my boo, AJ. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of American Idol, so I uh, got Lionel Richie on my mind. Oh. And uh, I think I took a preview of today's topic and is it me you're looking for? <laughs> yes, today we're going to be talking about the belief, feeling, misconception that people who are single and over 40 sometimes have, which is that thought that I can't find anyone. I can't find that special person. Have you heard people say that? I have definitely heard that they can't find a good man, good woman, good person. I guess they're not looking for bad. But yeah, so they definitely have said or heard that they can't find anybody that they've been searching and they've tried everything in quotation marks. And it's just not working out for them. Very common comment that we hear. And understandably, it does get more difficult, I think, when you're 40 plus. So we definitely get it. But we're going to address that today. And this is one topic where I feel, you know, we've often said that we are not the experts on things. We're not the expert on, certainly not on marriage. <laughs> we're not expert uh, relationship experts necessarily. Um, but in, when it comes to putting yourself out there and finding love, well, we probably have a little something to say about that. I mean, we were successful in that sense. Yeah, I don't know that you can be an expert. You can be an expert at yourself. Yes. You can be an expert at the person that you're currently with, but that's about as far as the expertise goes because it's just so individual. Everybody has, you know, different red flags, different things that they're looking for. So, you know, I, I don't know if we could even go with those people who claim to be or have a degree in or think that expertise is their thing. That's a very good point. So we are at least the experts in ourselves and our own relationship that we can say. <laughs> got, got a degree in that, doctor. Yes. So we're going to address this topic of I can't find someone. And we're going to address it from two sides. And one side is very practical, almost the logistical side of it. And then there's also the psychological and the emotional side. So we're going to discuss both. And we'll start off with sort of the easy, the easier one, I think, which is the, the practical part of it. And where do you actually meet people? Help me out, babe. Where and how can people meet prospective mates at 40 plus in 2021 during a pandemic? Okay, so the during the pandemic part, that, uh, that throws a little wrench in everything, but <laughs> let's go back to the good old days. Let's go back to 2019. Yeah, way back. Um, so when we go back there, you know, people in uh, our demographics would look at, um, and I've mentioned before, places of worship, you know, your church, your synagogue, your wherever you may go, um, weekly, monthly, whatever basis, that you want to find a, a good, you know, fill-in-the-blank religion person that, you know, gonna make your parents happy probably if they are of the same um, association. So you're going to do your place of worship. Another definitely popular way in the good old days uh, would be your friends hooking you up. Your friends saying, oh, well, there's this nice person at work. I think you all would match just fine. And 
and, you know, exchange some numbers and, you know, maybe do a group date at first and kind of feel each other out or have an event at that person's house and say, hey, I'm going to invite some work friends and some personal friends and let's see what happens. You know, that kind of matchmaking friend that you may have. Um, of course, you would go to the local bar or restaurant, pub, nightclub, whatever is in your comfort zone. But, you know, finding somebody at that place that you hang, hang out at the local watering hole, as they call it. And then you might go to social events. So, you know, that could be any big event that's happening in your city or that's happening with your social or civic group. And um, that would be another way to find people. But of course, most of those shut down by the pandemic. Go away, go away. So COVID is uh, kind of put a damper on all of those things. Um, and you still can meet, um, of course, has to be more online or at a distance, socially distanced and such. Um, another big category, of course, again, we've touched on it before, is dating apps, to go to the dating app. And it really just depends upon how comfortable you are with that, with the technology, with putting certain information about yourself out there and seeing if that draws in a potential mate. There's all kinds of dating apps out there. And again, uh, I said, I'm not going to mention them by name unless they give us uh, some advertising prof profits and just say, hey, yay, come on and advertise for us and we'll pay you a dollar or two. But these are the ones that I've heard heard of, not to say that, you know, I may have used them or maybe I have. Um, so, I mean, we've heard of match.com. We've heard of Bumble or Plenty of Fish or Tinder or eHarmony. So those are the big names. They have commercials, they have apps. And those are some of the ways that, you know, you may find someone or a potential mate. Because um, I did a quick search but before our show today, there are some that are especially tailored towards those that are over 40, 50, 60 and beyond, as we say. So you could go and find one of those. Again, that brings about, you know, comfort and being able to trust that the people that you see are themselves, that they're representing themselves in 2021 and that you don't see a 1981 picture of them. And right. they have probably changed since 1981, but they think, oh, this is a great picture. I'll put this one on my profile. Um, that may work for bringing in potentially, but at some point there's going to be a face-to-face -face and uh, the look on that person's face, the other person's face is going to say, that's not you these days. And we wouldn't want that. Nobody likes to be catfished. So please don't do that, folks. Eventually, it's going to come out. So spare yourself. So th those are some of the ways that we can meet people. But now we move on to addressing the second half of that, which is more of the psychological, mental, emotional aspect. And I actually think this is probably the more important aspect because you can have a means of meeting people. AJ just listed numerous ways that you can meet people. But a lot of times that's not the issue, especially at 40 plus. It's about our mental state when we think about dating. And I've mentioned it before. I'm a firm believer in having the right mindset. And uh, I'm one of those people that's big on law of attraction and all of that good stuff. So I firmly believe if you go in thinking, I can't find anyone, all the good ones are taking, there are no more good men in the world like my father was. If you go in with that type of mentality, that's probably what you're, you're going to get. So how do we combat that? And I think one of the ways that we do that is just being aware of it, being aware of the fact that maybe we are taking a more negative mindset on these issues and just kind of 
opening yourself up to the possibility that there might be another reality that exists. And it's one in which you actually do find someone who's wonderful and suited for you. And you're able to have a great connection with that person on whatever level that you want to connect with them. So we're going to go through some of these mental um, and emotional states, we'll call them, that you might encounter as you're thinking about dating again and finding someone. Okay. So the number one, thing that I think of when uh, you say kind of in mental and emotional, it's getting your mind right and knowing that you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to, you know, um, trust that your heart won't be broken. And that's a hard one, especially when you've had your heart broken. But you have to know that, you know, the only way that I'm really going to get to this end result is if I put myself out there. And, you know, you can be respectfully cautious, but not so cautious that you're hiding things that you don't want to let them know the real story or the whole story. Um, so just the mindset, you know, as you said, um, having that positive mindset means everything. And, you know, I agree with that totally. And it's probably why we uh, match so well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because I think some people don't even, they've had such a negative experience, or maybe it's been so long since they've dated that even the thought, you know, they'll see like a happy couple or something and, and just think, oh, no, I can't even go there. Downloading a dating app, getting pictures out there, I can't even think about it. And they literally like squash the thoughts of even experiencing that because they just don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah, with them not wanting to be vulnerable, they're feeling like, you know, what happened in the past uh, automatically means there's going to fail because they, you know, had a few misses that they can never have a hit. But, you know, using sports mm -hmm. analogies, you know, you, you got to, you know, shoot as many shots as you can or shoot your shot. And yeah, you're going to miss a whole lot. But um, that one that hits is going to be meaningful enough so that, you know, the, the misses aren't going to hurt as bad. But you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And another thing that people tend to assume is that you have to get into a state where you are so looking forward to and enjoying being out there and dating. And I don't know too many people, especially at our age, who love dating. <laughs> you know, most people, it's a means to an end. Right. So you hear, about, you hear about those people who you know, seem to be serial daters, you know, who yes. have a different person all the time and, you know, have, have, you know, swiped right or left. I forget which direction is good or bad, but have swiped in the correct direction enough time so that they have lots of hits on their dating app and have them lined up for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and, you know, just can't find enough dates. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know that they're really enjoying that. Um, right. Unless it's a, you know, financial consideration in there, you know, a female hoping that the male is going to pay for the dinner and hey, it's a free dinner date. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I agree with you. They're definitely those serial daters. Um, I, and again, this could be just a, a generality, who knows. But I think as we get older, though, probably the serial dating tends to, to wean off and you know, our tolerance and all of those things start to come into play. And we're less likely to really want to waste our time with just date after date after date, looking for something a little more meaningful on some level. Wasn't Again, there, I could be wrong. Wasn't there a chick flick about that, uh, the 51st dates or something? You know, I didn't watch it because, you know, I, 
you know, too manly to watch something like that. But <laughs> I've at least heard that title before. Maybe I should delve into that and put my manhood aside and see what this 51st dates is all about. Because it seems like uh, from the title, they're not getting to the second date. They are in a serial dating type of situation. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. And, you know, I'm not into chick flicks either. I, I like uh, just those mob movies. We just match. <laughs> we are. What can we say? <laughs> So another thing to consider is the feeling that somehow what you want is so unique that you, can, you can't possibly find it. And what I mean by that is um, it, it could be anything. It could be that you just want a relationship where you meet for coffee every Sunday and you have great conversation and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of kissing, but it doesn't go beyond that. And that's all you want. And you just think to yourself, oh, my, there's no way I'm going to find somebody that just wants that in, in this day and age. Or uh, some particular hobby that you're just so into and you think, well, what are the odds I'm going to find somebody else in that with that particular interest who also meets uh, all of my criteria for the other things that I want out of a relationship. And I can attest to the fact just based on myself and friends and, and family and people who are now uh, happily with people that they thought there is no way they could have possibly found this person that's so well suited for them. Trust me when I tell you there is someone out there for everyone. Uh, I second that. There's definitely um, some quote unquote weird <laughs> things <laughs> that uh, the people are into, but there's somebody for everybody, no matter how weird your thing is, or, you know, to be more polite, uh, how um, different it is. There's going to be somebody out there who likes it. And again, if you hang out at those places where those people with those same commonalities do, um, something's going to spark your interest. Uh, at some point, there may be that person who, you know, again, both of you all are feeling like, hey, nobody is into this. Uh, I don't know. It could be axe throwing. And you hang out at the axe throwing <laughs> place or, you know, have a date with your friends or girls or boys night out at axe throwing and look over two rows uh, away and, hey, there's someone that might uh, kind of uh, raise your eyebrows and go, hey, they're in the axe throwing too. Um, so, yeah, um, don't think that your thing is so different that you're not going to find anyone. Absolutely. Another thing that I think that people need to combat often when you're dating over 40, and this probably relates to maybe over 50, 60, 70 and beyond, as we say, and that is the feeling like, oh, this, that dating thing is for, that's for young people. You know, we don't, we don't have time for that. We don't, we don't do that stuff. Like I'm, I have my friends and I have my life and I have my hobbies and I'm retired now. And so that, that, that kind of dating stuff that's, that's gone. I think you can find that mentality in all ages, you know, even at the lower end of our that's demographics, true. the 40s and 50s, you know, they are thinking that, um, you know, I, I want to spend my time concentrating on my kids and grandkids and, you know, don't really have time for myself or make time for themselves. But, you know, when the kids are away and the grandkids are busy and there's just you there at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night, what are you going to do? I mean, you can find your favorite drama or sitcom to watch on TV, but wouldn't that be so much more enjoyable with someone to watch it with you, to spend some of that time with? Um, and people can suppress those feelings. They can put those things to the side and 
say, hey, I'm just concentrating on me. Uh, but I think if they really look deep down, that they would enjoy doing that with someone else. Yeah, that's a really good point. It, it doesn't really matter the age. You can have that mentality of, well, it's not really my time or I'm, I'm past my prime in, in some way. And it's certainly worth taking a look at those types of feelings and addressing them. The other thing that I want to mention is for those who are widowed, and I actually had a, a comment about the the podcast from someone, and that was that I hope you'll talk about people who are widowed, who it's, you know, it's not a situation where they're divorced or they just are single by choice, but they actually lost their mate and getting back out there in the dating world after that great loss can be really difficult for some people. And just the thought of find trying to find someone that could even possibly live up to the relationship that you had, you know, you know that that's probably not going to happen, but that's, that's certainly no reason to not want companionship and to not want to um, enjoy the company of someone else uh, because your mate is no longer with you. Yeah, I know people often, you know, may in, ingest or jokingly have that conversation with their mate that, hey, you know, if something happens to me, I want you to stay single forever. And I hope that is followed by a ha 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 that they're, you know, kind of kidding. <laughs> um, but depending upon, you know, the situation that, that led to them not being here, you know, if it, if it was something long term, then they've had it, you've both had a chance to think about it and to contemplate, hey, you know, this is seems like it's terminal and it's going to be the end down the road, um, you know have a discussion on, you know, what would you like for me to do or what might be your preference? Um, those things may come into play or if it's more suddenly, then that really might leave a feeling of, hey, you know, I, I really know that this greatest uh, quote unquote love of my life is never going to happen again. And just really, you know, have those mixed feelings about what should I do or what can I do? Um, and, you know, that kind of thing takes some professional counseling. We're not the professional mm -hmm. counselors. That's something yes. you're going to need to talk over with someone. And, you know, I, I would think one of the possible outcomes is that that person wants you to be happy, whatever yes. after like looks for you, however that looks for you, that they would want you to still have a full, happy life with them in your memories, but for you to still have, you know, if it takes, you know, if your happiness is being with someone else, that that would be acceptable. That's what true love is all about, for sure. So those are some of the things to think about as you're trying to address this feeling of, I can't find anyone out there. Some things to consider to open yourself up to the possibility that it is possible to find someone that you can really connect with, share some life experiences with, but it does entail some vulnerability. It does entail putting yourself out there. And I hope that we encourage you to do that because it certainly worked for us. We're very happy that we did. And we want the same thing for our listeners out there. There's definitely going to be some hits and misses, but just keep swinging. So that's our episode for this week. Let us know what you think. Have you had to address these feelings? Are you ready to date and don't feel quite ready? We want to hear from you. You can send an email to admin at laterinlifelove.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash later in life love until next week and don't forget that it's never too late for love it's never too late 
Hi, I'm Mimi. And I'm AJ. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss dating and new relationships at 40 plus. Do you have a dating or relationship related question for us? If so, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash later in life love and leave us a voicemail. Your message might be included in a future episode. You, my friend, can be part of our show. And remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late.